Adrian Beltre is finally on the Hall of Fame ballot. On today's show, I'm breaking down what has made his career so special and why he should be a no-doubt, surefire, unanimous first ballot Hall of Famer. All that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a crippingly addicted Texas Rangers fan covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of this podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked on Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked on Rangers. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, before we get into Adrian Beltre's greatness, his Hall of Fame candidacy, this episode is brought to you by by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, Adrian Beltre is finally on the Hall of Fame ballot. It has been five years since he has retired, which makes me feel extremely old because it feels like just yesterday he was on the Texas Rangers doing Adrian Beltre things, but he is finally there. He is one of several first ballot guys on the their first ballot. I believe it is 12. There are uh, many guys who have already been on this ballot, but it is 29 guys who are on the Hall of Fame ballot. And of the guys who this is their first go round, Beltre feels like he's clearly tops. Of the guys who are just on this list, it feels like he might get the most votes, but he is a guy who is just so beloved by Texas Rangers fans, one of the greatest Texas Rangers of all time. And until he was on the Rangers and did what he did with the Rangers late in his career, this was not something that was a sure thing. I mean, granted, he had the track record. He had the number of games. He had the durability. He had the the top end before he went to the Rangers. But he'd only been an all-star once in his career. He had been a silver slugger one time. He had won, excuse me, two times. He had won two gold gloves. And finished second in MVP voting back in 2004. But Hall of Fame was not something that seemed to be on Adrian Beltre's track. He was 32 in his first season with the Texas Rangers. And what he did with the Rangers is really what solidified him from being Hall of pretty good to absolute no-doubter, one of the best third basemen of all time. The defense was always there. The insane plays, the absolutely insane arm, which I think might be the of his many exceptional tools. The arm is just absolutely unreal. The amount of throws that he can make from these different angles, and uh, there's an article in The Athletic talking to Ron Washington about how Adrian Belte played defense, and Ron Washington said he just played defense wrong, because normally you try and be more aggressive at their base. You go out and you attack the ball. You don't let it come to you, because then you'll get eaten up by the ball. But Adrian Beltre was no mere mortal. He played baseball at third base defense allegedly wrong. But for Adrian Beltre, it was absolutely right. He just had some of the best hands, some of the best reactions, just the best arm, the best defense at third base I have ever seen or probably ever will see. And again, I'm very glad that there have been a few third basemen in between Adrian Beltre and Josh Young, because whoever was going to be the heir apparent to Adrian Beltre at third base would have some 
pretty lofty expectations, but since it's been five years since Adrian Beltre was the Rangers' everyday third baseman, we all kind of forgot a little bit of what those extremely high expectations were, and Josh Young just got to be himself this year, which was great because he was absolutely sensational this year. But Adrian Beltre, over the course of his career, just had so much fun with the game of baseball. I don't think anybody enjoyed baseball more. It's, it's said often about Adrian Beltre that nobody had more fun than Adrian Beltre, but it's accurate. Every single game that Adrian Beltre played was an absolute delight to watch. Whether it was a blowout for the Rangers, whether it was a close game, Adrian Beltre is going to do something in a baseball game that made every single one worth watching. I think my favorite Adrian Beltre season was 2014. He was an all-star that year, but that was the worst season for team success in terms of Adrian Beltre's career. It was just everybody and their dog got hurt. Everything went off the rails and uh, there was just not a whole lot to play for that year. But it didn't stop Adrian Beltre from having an extremely fun season. I mean, every pop-up, every like just goofy little play, every mound visit, every you know, home run that he hit, everyone trying to touch his head. Like it was, he just made baseball fun to watch. And there's not a whole lot of guys that do that who are just such singular sources of joy in terms of watching a baseball game or are so, you know, miraculous to watch that you must, every game is much must watch with them on your team. Adolis Garcia is one of those type of guys. Whenever Jacob Degrom's on the Hill, that is a must see type of guy. I mean, Shohei Otani is is that type of guy because he can always do something absolutely insane. Um, but there's just not a whole lot of them in the league that like every single day you're like, all right, wh- whether my team is doing well, whether my team is good or bad or mid, which unfortunately towards the end of his career, a couple of mid Rangers teams. Um, but Adrian Beltre made you want to watch every single day because he was going to do something fun, whether it's playing patty cake on the bases or, you know, dancing in the box or getting thrown out for moving the batters on deck circle. He was always going to make every single game worth watching. And I think that is an underrated quality in terms of um, what makes a baseball player great. What makes me appreciate a baseball player uh, the most things like that is why Adrian Beltre is so beloved by Rangers fans and, and so beloved by people around the game in general, there have not been a whole lot of Rangers in the hall of fame. There have not been a whole lot of third basemen in the Hall of Fame. Heck, there have not been a whole lot of Dominican-born players in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Adrian Beltre is all three of those things. He is going to be a... He's going to be voted in. I don't know if it's going to be unanimous. It should be. It absolutely should be. But I don't have any doubt in my mind that he is going to cross the 75% threshold for um, getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I think it's going to be closer to 100%. I'm going to be significantly closer to 100%. We'll get into the competition and third baseman and the whatever before him. But I was so surprised when I was doing research for this episode. See, there have only been four Dominican-born players to make it into the National the Baseball Writers Association of America uh, Hall of Fame. There is Juan Marshall, Pedro Martinez, Vladimir Guerrero, and David Ortiz. That's it. Just four which sounds absolutely insane with the amount of incredible Dominican players in our game today, the amount of Dominican players who have been incredible for their careers. I mean, the fact that there's only four of them so far, and Adrian Beltre is almost assuredly going to be the fifth. Now, there will be a lot more after him. 
But the fact that there is so few and, you know, the fact that Adrian Belcher was the first Dominican born player to hit 3000 hits in Major League Baseball, which just seems absolutely insane to me. Absolutely bonkers that there was nobody else in the long history of fantastic Dominican born players in Major League Baseball that nobody had done had gotten 3000 hits before Adrian Beltre. The fact that Big Poppy didn't do it and he played what 20 years in Major League Baseball that was absolutely insane to me. 2472 hits for David Ortiz in case you were curious. Um but Adrian Beltre had more. Adrian Beltre was just absolutely insanely good, insanely durable and the fact that he, you know, reached his peak really. I mean outside of that insane 2004 season. The fact that he was at his best from ages 32 to 38, really, with the Rangers, is just one of the more mind-boggling, defying of father time players in Major League Baseball history to peak not at 24, not at 32, but even like 35 and 36, he is still was very much going strong for the Texas Rangers. Coming up, we're we'll going to look at where he ranks among third basemen, other Rangers in the Hall of Fame, what makes him different than them and other players in his class, and why he is just so much better than them. Right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. If you're thinking about you know, maybe placing a bet on the Texas Rangers to go back-to-back in their World Series championships, in case you hadn't noticed, uh, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, you can see where we go. How do I point at things? Uh, there we go. New decorations, new uh, World Series pennant. The Rangers got their first one this year. Maybe I'll be adding another one next year. If you want to look at those early lines, you can go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, I'll be looking at some of the early doings, early movings, early signings of free agency, how that affects the Rangers, and what's left still on the board for the Rangers who want to sign in terms of free agents. Now, Adrian Beltre is would be one of the five, yeah, would be the fifth player in baseball history to play for the Texas Rangers and make it into the Hall of Fame if he gets selected this year, which almost assuredly he will do. The others are Fergie Jenkins, Gaylord Perry, Pudge Rodriguez, and Nolan Ryan. Now, unlike um, Pudge, who had his greatest seasons with the Rangers, Adrian Beltre is, is one of the two players, would be one of the two two players to actually have their best seasons with the Rangers. Fergie Jenkins played for the longest time with the Cubs, had better seasons there. So Gaylord Perry played a lot of seasons, uh, a lot of different places, only played, I believe, three seasons with the Rangers, maybe four. Um, but their best days were not in a Texas Rangers uniform. Nolan Ryan's best days weren't in a Texas Rangers uniform. The fact that he, you know, ascended to all-time legend status as a Texas Ranger, some of the milestones that he hit, and ending his career with the Rangers and make him, um, you know, a, a Rangers legend. And he is one of two players to go in with wearing a Rangers cap on his plaque. That is him and Pudge Rodriguez. And uh, Adrian Beltre had his best seasons and became a Hall of Famer with the Texas Rangers. Now, 
Pudge also did that. Um, Fergie and, and Gaylord Perry, even if you take out their Texas Rangers season, they're still almost assuredly Hall of Famers. Same with Nolan Ryan. He was already a Hall of Famer before he got to the Texas Rangers. But what he did in Texas was just absolutely insane. Now, look at his overall numbers. Adrian Beltre played 21 years in Major League Baseball all the way to his age 39 season, made it to the big leagues at age 19 in 1998, played 2,900 games, over 12,000 plate appearances, um, over 3,000 hits, 3,166 is what he ended his career with, 636 doubles, 38 triples, 477 home runs, 1,707 RBIs, and a slash line of 286, 339, 480 and 819 OPS, which you look at 819 OPS, you you think that that seems a little low. I know I did when I whenever I go back and look at Adrian Beltre's baseball reference page, but then you look at where he was in the other stops along his Hall of Fame career, the less noteworthy stops. With the Dodgers, he played seven years there, 966 games, a 794 OPS there. In Seattle, he played five years there, and definitely the worst stretch of his career. 715 games, a 759 OPS, in a very unhitter-friendly park in Seattle. And then one year in Boston, 154 games there, a 919 OPS. But with the Rangers, 1,098 games, an 865 OPS. He didn't start with the Texas Rangers until he was 32, and he played till he was 39. And he had his best seasons after the age of 32. That's nuts. That does not happen. The fact that he just did not decline, really at all. I mean, his next to last year, 2017, as a 38-year-old, he did miss significant time in 2017. Played 94 games that year. Had a 9.15 OPS at age 38. That just does not happen. That should not be possible. Now, granted, his last year was really his only real down year with the Rangers. 2015 wasn't great for him. It's 788 OPS for him in 143 games, only 18 home runs for him that year. Not a vintage Adrian Beltre season. The Rangers still ended up going to the playoffs that year, um, but he just was not really himself. And his age 39 season did play 119 games, 15 home runs for him, a 763 OPS. I mean, that was his final season in the big leagues. He was hitting 273 and a 763 OPS, and, oh, I believe it was a four-war season. No, excuse me, a one-and-a-half-war season. Terrible by Beltre standards. Literally the worst of his career outside of a .8-war season in 2001 as a 22-year-old with the Dodgers and a 77-game rookie season in 1998 as a 19-year-old with the Dodgers, a .2-war season. But outside of that, Adrian Beltre was just insanely consistent every single year with the Rangers, a 41.4 career baseball reference war in a thousand games with the Rangers. He was just incredibly consistent. His 162 game average, his average season was 5.2 baseball reference war. That is just absolutely bonkers for a guy who played 21 seasons in the big leagues. He is second in or third in Rangers franchise history in a baseball reference war. And again, he only played eight seasons with the Rangers. The only guys ahead of him are Pudge who played, uh, I believe, 12 seasons with the Rangers, uh, excuse me, 13, and um, Rafael Palmero, who also played more than eight seasons with the Rangers. It was 10 seasons with the Rangers. So the only guys ahead of him just played a little bit longer for this franchise. But again, the all-time moments that stick out to me with Adrian Beltre, I mean, 
it's it's the classic. There's not a whole lot on that's probably on your top five, top three list that's not on mine. Obviously, go back and think of the three-homer game in the ALDS against the Rays. That was a huge, huge game, and every single one of those home runs was extremely needed. Every single one of those runs in that series was extremely needed. Um, I also think of the, the walk-off home run in July of 2013. May, th- may seem kind of random to you. I think, why do you think about some random walk-off home run? Because he had the third walk-off home run in a row to sweep the Angels in that month. Just an absolutely insane series, starting with the Giovanni Soto solo home run, then the Leonis Martin opposite field shot for number two, and then Adrian Belche capping it off on July 31st, a walk-off home run. The third straight walk-off home run to sweep the Angels in one of my all-time favorite series. Now, the Rangers didn't end up making the playoffs that year. They played 163 against the Rays and lost. But still, that is a series that sticks out to me. Just an all-time great random. Didn't really mean all that much. But again, every single game, every single win mattered that year to get the Rangers to 163. They ended up, didn't end up making it into the playoffs that year. But still, a very fun year and a very fun moment. And then, of course the 3,000th hit of his major league career, an all-time great moment in Rangers franchise history, him hitting a double down the left field line, just barely keeping it fair, making it a, on a stand-up double, which you know echoed his, his first career hit, a double to left field, which was called by Vin Scully, which is absolutely delightful that he got his first career hit called by Vin Scully, and uh, just an all-time great moment of everybody, just the game completely stopping, and everyone just rushing out to celebrate him. And, and that moment with his kids just, you know, tearing down the, the sign in right field to reveal the one knee Adrian Beltre 3000 hit club sign was just absolutely beautiful. An all time great moment. And uh, one that always sticks with me because that day, that was not the most momentous thing to happen to me that day. My grandmother passed away literally on that exact day. So I remember getting the call um, in the middle of that game, um, and just sitting in my house alone, watching that moment unfold. And then the second that ball was the second, I saw that, um, point fair and, and knew that that was hit number 3000, just burst out into tears, just a, a nice, beautiful moment on a terrible day for me personally, that I will always appreciate Adrian Beltre for. I mean, he just did that so often of just so many great moments, so many fun moments, so many, you know, delightful little things, little gifs that, you know, we use to this day to express our joy about baseball. Adrian Beltre was that for the Rangers. He was that for Major League Baseball. And I am so incredibly grateful that he is going to be going into the Hall of Fame with a Texas Rangers cap. Coming up, we'll look at some of where he ranks among third basemen, so few of them in the Hall of Fame, and where he ranks among his classmates on this 2024 Hall of Fame ballot. Right after this word from our sponsors. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day on Wednesday. Shall be looking at some DH options for the Rangers, what they should do there, if they should sign somebody, and if they do, who they should sign. Now, let's look at Adrian Boucher, where he ranks among third basemen that are already in the Hall of Fame. There have only been 15 third basemen in the Hall of Fame. Not a whole lot, and not a whole lot of them were extremely great. And well, I don't think Adrian Beltre is, I mean, to me, he's the greatest third baseman of all time because I didn't watch, you know, George Brett. I didn't watch 
Wade Boggs that much. I didn't watch Brooke, Brooks Robinson, Eddie Matthews. Um, I did watch a little bit of Chipper Jones, or but I, I think Beltre to me is is better than him. And I, I didn't watch any of Mike Schmidt because I was not born in the seventies or eighties or whenever he was actually playing. But Adrian Beltre is not the best third baseman at any one thing. But the amalgamation of everything puts him right up there among the best third basemen in Major League Baseball history. You look at baseball reference war among those guys. He's third. Look at home runs. He's third. You look at hits. Second. Slugging percentage. Sixth. RBIs. First. He has four gold clubs, four silver slugger awards. Um, Somehow only four of each of those. I really don't know how. Um, Excuse me. Five gold gloves. Two platinum gloves. Four-time All-Star, which, again, the fact that Adrian Beltre is only an All-Star four times absolutely boggles my mind. I went back and looked at his 2015 season where it wasn't his best season, but the fact that Brock Holt was an All-Star that year and not Adrian Beltre, which, again, looking back at the first half numbers, was kind of warranted and absolutely insane that 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 was a thing. Um, But Beltre was just so incredibly consistent. He was great defensively. He was the best defensive third baseman of his era by far. He was one of the best offensive players of his era in general. He probably should have had an MVP in a normal season in 2012, but that was the year of, you know, Mike Trout being absolutely insane and Miguel Cabrera having a triple crown. I mean, he had a 7.2 baseball reference for season that year, um, a 922 OPS. And yeah, Mike Trout had a 10-war season, and Miguel Cabrera hit 44 home runs, batted 330, and had an OPS of 999. So um, yeah, Adrian Beltre, also in 2004, his absolutely um, insane year, would have won, <laughs> would have won a uh, MVP award had it not been for a guy named Barry Bonds. Beltre had a 9.6-war season in 2004, had 200 hits, the only time in his career that he had 200 hits. Led baseball with 48 home runs, a slash line of 334, 388, 629. But, oh yeah, Barry Bonds had a 10.6 war season that year, had 45 home runs in just 147 games, but he had a slash line of 362, 609, 812, a 1,422 OPS, one of the best individual seasons ever. And, uh, yeah, sorry, Adrian Beltre. Barry Bonds was was really incredible. That was a really great season, though. <laughs> and the fact that Adrian Beltre only had that 140-plus homer season and literally never did it again, just kind of insane to me. Um, that he literally had one year, we had 48 home runs, the next closest year was 36 in 2012 with the Rangers. Just kind of a bonkers career for Adrian Beltre. But let's look at the other guys on this Hall of Fame ballot. There are uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. 12 first ballot guys their first time on the ballot. Adrian Beltre is chief among them. There's also Chase Utley, Joe Maurer, David Wright, Bartolo Colon, Matt Holliday, Adrian Gonzalez, Jose Reyes, Jose Bautista, Victor Martinez, James Shields, and Brandon Phillips. The guys who have been on this list for a while, Todd Helton last year got 72.2% of the vote, which means just a little bit more, and that will push him over the edge. Billy Wagner has been on the ballot for not, this is his, he was, uh, this is his ninth year on the ballot. Andrew Jones, Gary Sheffield, Carlos Beltran, uh, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, Omar Visco, Andy Pettit, Bobby Abreu, Jimmy Rollins, and Mark Burley. Now, also Tori Hunter and Francisco Rodriguez 
uh, are also on there as well. Now, of the first ballot, guys, their first time on the ballot, uh, Adrian Beltre is pretty much chiefs, um, chief among them in almost any, every category, and even among guys who have just everybody on this on this ballot. Adrian Beltre is second in career war at 93.5 career baseball reference war. The only one ahead of him, oh yeah, that's a guy you might have heard of named Alex Rodriguez. If you want to look at uh, home runs of guys on this ballot, Adrian Beltre is fourth behind A-Rod Manuarez and Gary Sheffield. If you want to look at hits, Adrian Beltre is first. If you want to look at RBIs, Adrian Beltre is third behind A-Rod and Manny. He has just done so much for his entire career. The defensive value, the offensive value, the everything together and the longevity is what sets Adrian Beltre apart among all of these guys. It is why he is so incredibly good. I mean, he is was the best third baseman of his generation, and he played for 21 years, and he really only hit his peak at, you know, 33 or 34, wherever you want to say his actual peak was. I mean, outside of that, that one age 24 season, uh, yeah, no, 25 season in, in 2004. He was just absolutely insanely good for the Rangers, and, um, you know, solidifying his Hall of Fame, you know, first ballot Hall of Fameness as a 35, 36, 37, 38-year-old is just one of the delightful things about Adrian Beltre. It's why he reminds me, why Marcus Simeon reminds me a little bit of him. He didn't come to the Rangers until much later in his career. Wasn't very, <clears throat> had been very you know healthy, had been well-respected around baseball. Obviously, personality-wise, they're very, very different, um, but they both very much delivered in their first seasons with the Rangers. Um, they had an MVP top three season in their first couple of years with the Rangers. Marcus Simeon just finished third in MVP voting. He might have two of those seasons. Um, yeah, both had a silver slugger in one of their first couple of seasons with the Rangers. Uh, Marcus Simeon just did that as well. Oh, it was, it was their technically their second season. They both finished third in MVP voting. That's kind of fun. Um, didn't win a gold glove this year um, like Adrian Beltre did in his second year with the Rangers. But still... Very similar guys who I hope that Marcus Simeon is going to age like Adrian Beltre because that would be absolutely sensational. And Marcus Simeon, again, is a guy who is not at this point a Hall of Famer, but if he has, a, you know, age 32 to, or I guess age 34 to 38 seasons, kind of like Adrian Beltre, which again is a very tall task, but Marcus Simeon takes care of himself very well. He is very much an Ironman. And if anybody could do it at his age, I think Marcus Simeon is one of the ones who's capable of that. Um, and also doing it at an underappreciated position defensively. So Adrian Beltre is just, he is the best player on this Hall of Fame ballot. That is not Alex Rodriguez. He is a guy who is one of the best third basemen in the history of Major League Baseball. I'd say assuredly top five. I'd put him top three. That's probably my own personal bias. Um, I, I'd say that, you know, Mike, Sch Mike Schmidt um, is ahead of him and uh, probably Eddie Matthews. And I think there's a conversation with, with him and Brooks Robinson. Same with, you know, George Brett, Wade Boggs, and... Um, uh, of course, uh, I was about to say Freddie Freeman, but uh, no, where'd we go? Oh my gosh, I'm looking here. Give me just a second. Of course, Chipper Jones as well. Um, but Scott Rowland literally just got in last year. I believe that was his first year on the ballot. Um, if, if not, it was you know pretty early on. But Rowland was a, a pretty good third baseman, but not anywhere near Adrian Beltre's caliber. I mean, he had some some really great seasons, but not any all-time. I mean, Roland had a, a slash line of 281, 364, 490, 2,077 career hits, 316 home runs. I mean, he was solid, um, but just 
not quite the peak, not the longevity that Adrian Beltre had. And one of my favorite things about Adrian Beltre, just a uh, a very fun little stat that he did every single year. Um, every year in his major league career, he had at least one stolen base. And in every year in Texas, he had exactly one stolen base. Not two, not three, not four, but one. Exactly. And he was never thrown out more than once in a season. So literally every year, just one stolen base on the money would be exactly when the pitchers were not expecting it. Um, because, you know, even getting one in his age 39 season when he was playing on felt like one leg at most times, which again, Adrian Beltre made a lot of, you know, one legged plays um, and plays on, on one knee. The, the iconic, nobody hit home runs or hit balls harder when going down to one knee to get that extra power on a ball down and in like Adrian Beltre did, like it's just, it's not something you would teach. It is not something that is replicable. Same with his arm and the way he plays defense at third base, which is why I don't think he is going to ever be a coach. Not only that, but he is just thriving in his retirement, which if you don't follow Adrian Beltre on, on Instagram, I don't know what you're doing having an Instagram um, or maybe you just don't have an Instagram, but it is just delightful seeing him thrive in his post baseball life. I would love to see him join the Rangers as a special assistant um, just so he could you know get himself an actual ring, but seeing him also lift the trophy when the Rangers won it all and Martin Perez encouraging him to do that this year was just one of my favorite indelible moments from this Rangers first world championship. The fact that he didn't get a ring in his time with the Rangers is, is absolutely heartbreaking. He 110% deserve it. He's one of the best Rangers of all time. One of the best third baseman of all time. One of the best players of all time. And the fact that he didn't get a ring is truly heartbreaking, but to see the relief on his face and on all the relief of all the faces of these former Rangers that were part of that 2011 team that was so, so agonizingly close and didn't quite get it over the finish line. To see those demons exercise this year was absolutely delightful. And the fact that, you know, in the year that the Rangers are reigning World Series champions, Adrian Beltre is going to be elected into the Hall of Fame. Everything is coming up Texas Rangers. Everything is coming up Adrian Beltre. What a guy. What a career. One of the best players of all time. One of my favorite players of all time. An absolutely undoubted, surefire, first ballot, should be unanimous Hall of Fame entry. And even if he isn't unanimous which again, the like three ballots that I've seen so far all have Adrian Beltre on there. Even if he isn't, doesn't take away one iota from his absolute greatness and unparalleled joy that he brought to the game of baseball every single day for 21 seasons. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.